MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app to your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're up to episode 158 now. Hopefully you've listened to every episode. If not, go back in the archives and listen to every episode. Uh, you'll hear how we started off 2021 uh, in, in a hole, and then we, we uh, dug our way out. and We were amazing by the end of the year, and we just kept on being amazing into this year. So um, thank you for coming to the podcast. I'm going to, all right, I'm going to, call a truce and dedicate this episode to uh talon jenkins of one of the hosts of the hockey gambling podcast um we started a little feud because he was making fun of me being old and i fought back but uh hearing his his retorts on on that podcast i realized i'm i'm punching down in this in this fight he i, I, <laughs> thought, he, I thought he was i thought he was wittier and, and quicker on his feet um with with the insults but he's really not and i don't want to don't want to punch down um and his co uh, co-host Joel's too in- inebriated ever to to fight back, and then the other host, the other host, the um the baby draft. Who who hates drafts? Who's going to fight a draft? So, uh, I'm calling a truce um with the hockey gambling podcast. Everyone should listen to it, um and no more. No, I won't. I won't pick on them anymore. I kind of promise. So um so that's who this this episode 158 is going out to. Who am I making all these? proclamations i'm the one who talent calls the old gray bush jeff fox the host of the mma gambling podcast the mighty mighty mma gambling podcast that you are tuning into to get winning mma picks and fun banter um sometimes jokes that land sometimes more often than not jokes that don't land but hey that's what you're here for so we are this episode we are breaking down this saturday's ufc uh fight night card we're doing the main the main card portion and we're giving you props parlays recommended plays all that stuff lots of stuff that starts with the letter p uh if you're looking for the another p word the prelims that was the last episode so go back one episode in your feed to 157 and that's where we gave you our prelim picks we actually um of the six fights a couple of them we we didn't agree on so if you want to hear mom and dad uh disagree then then go back on that podcast so who is the mom of this podcast? So that'll be the person I'm going to introduce now. Um, the Gumby God, the one and only, only Daniel Vreeland. Hello. So I got to ask, because you said mm-hmm. the words punching down about 30 yes. times there. Is mm-hmm. that a stab that he's much shorter than you? Well, is who is? Who isn't? <laughs> uh, baby Giraffe isn't. Baby Giraffe obviously is taller than me because he's a baby giraffe, but um, I'm pretty sure. He is shorter than six foot six. So yes, uh, I, I would think he's, but I was thinking more into intellectually and, and, uh, and whatnot, but okay. he, he, he's from Toronto. So what do you expect? Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course yeah. you, you, you want to take the Americans all day. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, all right. We got another fight card to break down. We got the other half of the fight card. The last episode, as I said, we, we did the first half 
for this episode, we are going to do the other half. It's actually usually it's loaded in the prelims, and we have more prelims to break down. But this week, it's it's actually even six and six, six on the main card, six on the on the prelims. Um, and that is Zarukian versus Agam Rot, which will be this Saturday night uh, from the UFC Apex. Uh, main card is going to be 10 o'clock, I believe. Yeah, we're, we're back to late, the late episodes of this uh, show, unfortunately. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern is, and it's a six fight main card. So this is going to go all night, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, it, it's going to be a late one. And, and you know, I'm going to spoil something real quick. I, yep. I think this, I think this main event's going to decision too. Mm, yes, it very well could. It very well could. So, all right, before we dive into that, let me tell you about a couple of our of our lovely sponsors here, like Win. Make sure to get down on the Wins Bet $50, Win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, they have the ultimate fantasy football experience right now. Bet $500 or more on sports or casino before Jan- July 31st of this year. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including two nights stay at Win Resorts. Feeling your entire league, multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing plat- fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for all of mine, and it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now... You can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, a number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. And then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks. With a tap of a button, it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money with picks from Dan for Friday's action. Do you have some picks for Friday's action, Dan? Sure. I'll just take, uh, you know, I I didn't prep this ahead of time because I already gave you one on the last episode. Uh, and for some reason, I only prepped one because uh, I forgot we taped two episodes in a row now. No, uh, we don't. That's right. I mean, totally we, separate I, day. I mean, I mean, we do these uh, five seconds live. before we post them. Always yeah. live. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, but that being said, uh, after seeing the debut and many other games by O'Neal Cruz, uh, I'll just take oh, the yeah. over on his hits. That dude looked like an absolute grown-ass man uh, in his uh, his debut this year. It's, it's hard to say debut because he did play a little bit last year. But uh, two for five with a double that he got caught trying to stretch into a triple. Um, another nice single before that, too. He, he looks like the real deal. And he's playing defense like a beast. So... Uh, yeah, I'll take the over on O'Neill Cruz hits. I wish I had him in, in fantasy, but I don't. Uh, people got in on him before I did. But all right, you can get in on him on Sleeper on the over-under game. So so take Dan's advice. Go over to go over to that mobile phone of yours, which you're probably listening to us on right now. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply. Terms of use are at sleeper.com. You can see this terms and conditions over there for details. All right. Let's go. Main card portion of this here fight night. Like I said, UFC Apex, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. ESPN is what the main card is on. If, if you uh, miss the prelims, it's 7 p.m. start time, ESPN 2. 
uh, for that one. Listen to our last podcast. We will give you all the winning picks there, except for the ones where Dan um, made a wrong pick in, which I made the correct pick in. But you'll be able to tell which one's which. Uh, middleweights, we'll start with. Chris Curtis versus Rodolfo Vieira. We'll start with the black belt hunter, Rodolfo Vieira. He's 8-1 with one knockout, seven submissions, so he's finished all of his opponents. He's 3-1 in the UFC, won his last fight via submission. He used to fight up at light heavyweight. He's multiple BJJ champion, very high-level uh, champion in BJJ. Um, not like these little tournaments that, that Gumby wins. These, these are real ones, right? <laughs> they are slightly higher than the uh, <laughs> than the jiu-jitsu championships I've won. Yes, correct. That's, okay, uh, that's what I thought. All right, good. Um, he's two inches taller than Curtis, two years younger. He's been outstruck by 1.44 strikes per minute in the UFC over his career, so he has a negative 1.44 strike differential. Grappling stats are in his favor, not surprisingly, plus 128. Chris Curtis, the action man. He's 28 and 8, 16 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. He's taken the UFC by storm, going two and zero. Both of his fights, uh, both of his fights, ending via knockout slash TKO. Um, he's won seven straight, so the UFC is just part of a um, seven fight winning streak, including a win on the Contender Series. He went one and three in PFL, so PFL obviously is better than the UFC. I think that's how that MMA math works out. Uh, he made his pro MMA debut in 2010. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Perfect. That's correct. Um, bu- bu- bum. Two inches of reach over Vieira. He's almost, almost three times more active landing strikes. 2.8 times more active landing strikes in the UFC. He's got a strike differential of a positive one. He outstrikes his opponents in the UFC by and, and on contender series by about half a strike. 0.57 strikes per minute. Minus 155 to come back on him. Um, you want to go first? Um, I think you went first last time, so I think you should you should keep that trend going. Keep it up. Okay, I'm taking Action Man. I'm going to take Action Man until the wheels fall off on this. Um, yeah, I I think he can handle Vieira here. Um, hopefully he can. Obviously, if he can keep it standing, then the fight is going to be his. But um, I think he can do it. I like what I've seen from him. So let's uh, give me Action Man, please, and the and the plus and the. So I wish it was plus money. The minus one fifty five. Well, you could you could add him on plus money last time, and I even told you to take him over Brendan right. Allen last time, yep. uh, and, and you doubted me. Uh, well, it's good to see that you're on the bandwagon with him because I'm also taking Chris <laughs> Curtis. Um, All right, good. I, I I just think so. Rodolfo Vieira is a, a, a like you said, a, an amazing grappler. Uh, he's he's phenomenal on the mat. I just think he's going to be so outmatched on the feet here, and yeah. it's not like it's not like Chris Curtis has any question about what Rodolfo is going to do here. Um, right. right. Rodolfo's coming to take him down. And if he's not, it's the worst fight IQ I've ever seen because he's not a better boxer than him. That being said, Rodolfo did look bitter boxing last time out, but he was also fighting Dustin Stoltzfus, um, which is is not Chris Curtis, if you didn't know already. Um, so, yeah, I think Chris Curtis blasts him on the feet um, unless he's like shooting desperate takedowns. And even then, I, th- I think Curtis just survives enough tires him out and blasts him because he, he's got great power and in surprisingly good takedown defense too, as uh, Brendan Allen found out the hard way. Yes. That's what I was hoping that the takedown defense would, would hold up here. So fingers crossed it will. All right. Uh, down to Bantamweights, Nate Manis versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Uh, Dan hinted earlier a uh, couple, couple episodes ago that um, Nate Manis is great value here. That's uh, let me give you um all the info on the fight, and we'll see if Dan's a uh, brave enough man to actually pull the trigger on this one. Uh, Mayhem, 
Manis, Nate Manis, 14 and one, five knockouts, three submissions. He has been knocked out once. That's the one time that he lost. He's three and zero in the UFC. Last two fights, he's won via finish. He's won four straight fights, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, he has a mantle also. You're you're you are correct. Um, he used to fight uh, up at featherweight. He used to fight up at lightweight. He's got two inches of height, three inches of reach under Magomedov. He's been outstruck by 1.85 strikes per minute in the UFC. Plus 550 is the number coming back on him. Uh, Nurmaga made up 14-0, one knockout, seven submissions. 2-0 in the UFC, both of his wins via submission. He's won three straight fights via submission. He's went 2-0 in PFL. He used to fight at featherweight as well. He's a regional champion or was a regional champion. He's five years younger, striking and active striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by almost three strikes per minute, 2.94 strikes per minute. Minus 800. Dan, I know okay. I know you, you don't like the line, but are you brave enough to yeah, pull the trigger here? I, I'm brave enough to pull the trigger here, but mostly okay. just, you know, like two, two things here. First of all, I, I think Nate Manis is a pretty damn good wrestler. Um, and, and like for, from the standpoint of being able to take punches too, like he, he took literally the best punch that Tony Gravely could throw. Uh, and as we've seen with Tony Gravely and what he did to Johnny Munoz and what he did to like Anthony Burchak and like what he did to Ray Rodriguez, like that is not easy to take big Tony Gravely punches. It's it's really not easy. And not only did Nate Manis do that, but then Nate Manis finished him with punches. Nate Manis is also like, I, I mean, he's got takedowns of his own. I, I don't necessarily see him going you know, like to take down Umar Nurmagomedov here. But I think his wrestling is, is good enough to keep this fight on the feet if that's what he wants. And yeah, dude, like I think ultimately just like this is downright disrespectful to see him at, what'd you say, plus 650? 550. 550 you're, you're yeah. quoting him at? All right, so I've yeah. seen him as high as 600, 650. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see it go back up by fight time. But still, 550, I'd still take a stab at him there. I think it's worth it. Um you know, like just even just like a really small play is worth your time here. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Nate Manis here. I I'd say that I just think he could turn this into something gritty and win a decision there. See, it's picks like this that make Dan popular within the slack. But um, the oddsmakers normally aren't, aren't this far off. So I, I will be going chalk. Shockingly, Nurmagomedov made up. He's the pick minus 800 for me. Um yeah, even though I, I agree with what you're saying, Manis is a good fighter. Probably the line doesn't doesn't reflect um, how good he really is, but still, I don't think he's going to win the fight, so I will not be picking him. So let's move on to lightweights. Tiago Moises versus Christos Giagos. Uh, tell you about, we'll tell you about the Spartan. Giagos first, 19-9, seven knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times. Five and five in the UFC over two stints. He's won He's gone two and two over his last four. Lost his last fight via TKO. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. People, there's a lot of mantles. A lot of mantles on uh, these fighters have this week. Um, 2010 was his pro MMA debut. He's inch height, inch reach over Moises. Striking and active striking stats in his favor. He's been outstruck by 0. 0.05 strikes per minute. So pretty much it's a wash. Over his UFC career, um, he gives out as much as he takes, and he is plus 195. Mo- Moises, 15 and six, three knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, four and four in the UFC. He lost two straight fights. He's been finished in both those fights. 
one and oh on the contender series he was the rfa champ used to fight up at featherweight or down at featherweight this is lightweight right yes down at featherweight uh 2012 was his pro mma debut five years younger he's been outstruck by 1.6 strikes per minute minus 240 uh, i was thinking yagos and then i uh dove into it some more today and um yeah i just like moises's resume more in this fight so i i will be making a, a classic uh jeff chalks fox pick and I'll, I'll be taking the chalk here i think you're making a right move because iago's likes to wrestle and like you, you're not gonna out grapple tiago moises that's not a good idea yeah it's, no. a, it's an awful idea and, and moises also showed that that he can box a little bit and, and maybe more than like people remember because I, I don't know if you remember his fight with bobby green he actually arguably beat Bobby Green on the feet more than he beat him on the mat. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I like Tiago Moises here. I, I actually think he's probably going to sub him. Tiago Moises is a really good uh, jiu-jitsu specialist. But I will say this. I'm, I'm going to take a, a slight detour here. You mentioned the resume. I have to say, I went back and looked at Christos or uh, Iago's, uh resume before yep. um, we, we started recording. Dude, this dude has some of the craziest UFC losses yeah. in history. So he got released at one in three uh, back in 2014 to 2016. He was in the UFC. They released him after going one in three. Listen to these losses. So first of all, he beat Jorge de Oliveira, who I, I surprisingly can't tell you anything about. But then the losses are to Gilbert Burns, Chris Wade, who's you know doing pretty good things on, on PFL right now, and yeah. Josh Emmett. Um, which is a crazy run of opponents. Yeah. Then he comes back to the UFC. Do you remember he got invited back to the UFC in 2018? Do you know who he got his first fight back? Uh, Charles Oliveira. Yes. Right, Charles right, right. Oliveira he fought on short notice to come back and then losses to Drakkar Close and he just fought Amran Sakurian. So like right. who's main eventing this week. So he has fought a, an insane list of people who he's lost to. Now that being said, the people who he's beaten are yeah. pretty terrible. Like that Sean was Sor what swayed me, yeah. Yeah, Sean. he beat Sean Soriano and Carlton Minus, who, you know, those are his last two wins. They yeah. may be two of the worst dudes who I've seen in the UFC. Like, what did Soriano go? Owen, oh, it, it was Owen a big number, though. Uh, one, he was Owen, Owen two his last Yeah, five stint. or something was best. Owen two in his last stint. Uh, and then I think it was Owen three his first stint. Uh, yeah, yeah, like he's, I thought he was Owen five. Yeah, so Iago's, not great wins, but good losses, I will say. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think he's just going to get outclassed on the mat here against uh, Tiago Moises. Uh, I don't think he's a better striker than Tiago Moises. I, I think Tiago Moises gets a sub when Iagos gets desperate shooting, too. There, oh, we may we may have a prop play coming up. You have to stick around to the end for that. Um, first, I'm going to tell you about Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being their largest source of new growth for them. Expert taste of coffee we're talking about here. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade's first match guarantee Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert. There are that's an actual job. A coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. 
Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. So here's what you should do right now. Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. And when you're doing that, make sure you go to IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible third 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. We got some chunky guys, Dan. I was, just gonna, I was just going to say... <laughs> We've been missing them. <laughs> Your the SGPN SGPN MMA Twitter feed promises chunky guys, and finally we have some. We delivered. It's been a long time, but we have Josh Parisian versus Alan Bodo. One of the fights on this card, like I don't want to pick a winner for Dan. There was a few. I, I think there were some on the prelims too. I can't remember which ones. Like, do I really have to pick a winner here? Hot take. I have I have very strong feelings about this one. Oh, maybe you'll sway me because I don't. I, I've I've made my decision. But oh, but but it's it's your turn to go first though. Is oh, it's true. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, that's uh, this is pretty much a pick em on the board. That's probably why I had issues with it possibly. But let's tell you about uh, Josh Parisian. Fourteen to five, ten knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's one and two in the UFC. He's gone loss win loss. He got TKO'd his last fight. He's gone 2-0 and on the Contender Series. He was 0-1 on the Ultimate Fighter, was a regional champion. He's got inch height on Bodo. He's a year younger. He's been out, barely outstruck. Minus 0.02 strikes per minute is his strike differential. So basically even. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 105. Bodo is the Black Samurai, in case you wondered. He's 8-3 with one knockout, one no show. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, you're getting late in the show and daddy daddy's messing up all his words again. Eight and three, one no contest, seven knockouts. He's got 0 and 2 with one no contest in the UFC. Really, that's 0 and 3, because uh the fight he he lost the fight that got overturned into a no contest. Uh his last win was back in April 2019. He was a regional champion, he used to fight at light heavyweight, striking an active striking stats in his favor. He's got a positive strike differential despite losing all of his UFC fights of 0.44. Minus 115 on him. Uh, I've I think I've gone on the wrong side, uh, but I'm taking Bodo. Based, uh, it always comes down the the final. If, if I can't uh, pick a fight, I always end up uh, compared to Rosmes. I, despite his losses, I like his his level of competition better. Uh, but this one's 
not one I want to pick a winner on, but I, I will take the Black Samurai at minus 115. Yeah, I mean, like, first of all, they both fought Parker Porter. Um, right. Yeah, and and then obviously Bordeaux's loss to Tom Aspinall age as well. And then the loss to Rodrigo Nascimento, uh, you know, gets washed to a no contest because Nascimento was on the juice. Um, I will also say this, you know, you mentioned the one win by Josh Parisian. Not a win. He lost that fight to Roque Martinez. Uh, I don't know how the judges scored that fight for, for Josh Parisian. It well, was, they're both 0-3. Uh, yeah, like, you know, if we want to play revisionist history, they they both have not put in a winning performance. The loser's clearly going home here. I'm also going Bordeaux, though. Oh, um, OK. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Like, I, I know you think you were coming down on the wrong side. Yes. But like, if you if you watch a whole bunch of his earlier fights, I, I mean, like, he's got really good hands. Uh, he he throws. Yeah, I mean, like he throws really well. Like the he thirty. Said, yeah, to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, he's a black samurai. Uh, <laughs> his the thirty seconds he fought with Dolce looking on Bula is like thirty of the most hectic seconds you've ever seen in your life because both of them are throwing so hard and so fast. And the one who landed was Dolce, and it could have been the other way around. Um, you know, he knocked out tons of people early in his career. Hasn't been as lucky here in the UFC, but again, you know. It, Take, take some context there. Parker Porter takes a punch really well and is really technical and smart and wears you out. Tom Aspinall just took him down and, and grounded pounded him, but he did that to Alexander Volkov too. Um, yep. Parisian, not super technical. I, I mean, he like famously got his contract through the contender series by throwing like seven straight spinning, what was like spinning back kicks to the body. Uh, and then when all of those proceeded to suck and fail he faked the spinning back kick to the body and threw a spinning back fist to win um like it it was just like the sloppiest shit you've ever seen and it worked uh but it ain't gonna work against a guy like Baudot who actually has surprisingly good kickboxing I think Baudot's gonna knock him out here too that's that's another thing I think in this fight another hot take he is a samurai he's a black samurai after all so um who was the other guy he lost to um because I was, he lost to Porter. Aspinall, he lost to Porter and Rodrigo Nascimento, the the okay. guy who, right. who popped hot in Usada. Yeah. Anyhow, Porter and uh, Porter and Aspinall, no no shame in in those losses. And then he lost to a cheater. So, um, pretty pretty decent. So, all right, we're on the same side. See if we're on the same side here. This is a I, I like this uh, I like this fight. Uh, I like the last two fights. So good matchmaking here. Welterweights: Neil Magny versus the Shavkat Rakhamov. Seems like we haven't seen him for a while. When's, when was his last fight? Do you remember off the top of your head? Shavkat? Not yeah. that long ago. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm, pr- right. I'm pretty sure he fought like like real recently, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Didn't he didn't he knock out Carlton Harris with like some spinning shit? <laughs> Everything's spinning nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, Shavkat yeah, right. February 5th. All right. Yeah, yeah, not that long ago. Spinning hook kick and punches, ago. see? Yeah, uh, spinning shit. Not... I think I said spinning <laughs> shit. <laughs> you did. That's what it says in, in Wikipedia brackets. Um yeah, maybe I just want to see more of him, Dan. Maybe that's it. Um, he is a fun one. All right, let's tell you about the Haitian sensation first. That would be what if it? What if the, his nicknames were, were switched around and Rakhamov <laughs> was the Haitian sensation and Magny was Nomad? Confusing at best. Yeah, very confusing. All right, Neil Magny, the Haitian sensation, twenty-six and eight, seven knockouts, three submissions, but knocked out twice, submitted four times, nineteen and seven in the UFC. He's been around for a little bit. Uh, he's won two straight and five of his last six, so he's not slowing down as of yet. He went 3-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. He used to fight at middleweight. Pro MMA debut 2010. Two inches height, three inches of reach on Rakhimov. Usually Magny had some 
more size than that on, on people, but not in this case. Uh, more active striker of the two men. He he's he's got a positive strike differential over his UFC career, which is very impressive. Of one and a half strikes per minute, and he's at plus two ninety. Despite all of that glowing resume, he's getting uh, it's plus two ninety for him. All right, Nomad Rachmanov. 15 and 0. Maybe that's why. Uh, he's eight knockouts, seven submissions. So he's finished every one of his fights very even, evenly, too. Uh, knockouts and submissions. 3 and 0 in the UFC. All of his um, wins have come via finish, of course. He was the M1 champ. He was also the KZ MMAF champ. That's one of Dan's favorite uh, fight leagues, right? KFC MMA? K- <laughs> no, KFC. That's the chicken place. KZ MMAF. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Katastan MMA Federation. Let's say it's that. Is he from Katastan? Yeah, he is. He's he's Katastan. I could be right. Wow. He's seven years younger than Magni. Uh, striking stats in his favor. He also outstrikes his, his opponents. Uh, he's at plus 1.38 strikes per minute, minus 375. This would be you. I, I'm taking shot. I've got Rockman on. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. I, and I'll say this too. I, I don't love the number on this one. Uh, no. And I'm a I'm a big Shavkat Rachmanov guy. I, I've been singing his praises since they signed the guy. Um, but like this is a steep step up for him, right? Like Carlston Harris, you know, like a dangerous power puncher, but not a guy who puts together like a full and complete kind of fight. And that's what Neil Magny does, right? Like Shavkat Rachmanov can't go into this being the guy who's just like, oh, I just have to like survive his onslaught and hit mine. Uh, instead, this is like I'm gonna have to put in a great performance. Um, and, but I think he can do it, right? Like, I, I think he's the type of guy who has, you know, I mean, he's got a lot of experience if you go back, you know, not just the fact that he's 15 and 0, but, you know, like you go back and see the type of people he's beat in, in the regional circuit. Like, he's been fighting guys with like 20 fights since his like first or second fight as a pro. Um, you know, like he, he's got a lot of experience and a lot of experienced opponents in M1. Um, you know, he's gone deep into fights, although, you know, he's not typically or ever, uh, unless you have to go back into his, uh, his amateur days ever gone to the distance. So, uh, yeah, like I, I just spinning think stuff, he does do spinning shit. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I just think he's going to be too much here for, uh, for Neil Magny and, and I love Neil Magny. Uh, but like the, the lack of a big reach advantage, I think is going to harm him here. Yeah, um, yeah, like I said, Magni usually has a huge advantage over people. Three inches is, it's you know, it's it's nothing to sneeze at. But um, yeah, I'm going Rockman off too. This is a, a, I'm glad to see he he's getting a real nice step up in competition here because this could uh, propel him even higher up. But um, yeah, I just think he's too good. He's one of the guys I'm just I'm gonna probably ride until the wheels fall off uh, or until he gets that prospect loss, and then we'll then we'll think about it. So he is the pick here. Have we agreed on everything in this? Uh, no, uh, man. No, Mag- I, I took, no, you went, I took you went silly on me. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to, you're going to go ahead and win your, your $12. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, but my $12 correct. All right. Let's go into the main card. All right. Sorry. Main event, not just main card, main event. Another very nice matchup between a couple of, usually we don't like seeing, prospects matched up like top prospects match up together young ones but these guys are actually already where they ranked right now do you know off the top of your head i want to say 10 and 10 and 11 or something yeah like they're that. they're already up there so that's okay and, once, and also they're up that high you've got to match them up i will also just say too as far as these guys being like quote-unquote prospects they are some of the most 
traveled prospects in history, right? Because, like, you know, they both have 20-plus fights. Um, You know, like, one of them was a KSW champ, which is, you know, a massive organization. So, like, they've been around. Also, I looked it up while I was uh, stalling talking. Uh, They're 11 and 12. Okay, 11 and 12. Okay, let me tell you about them. Matthias Gamerot, the gamer, 20 and 1. 20 1 is his record with one no contest. Seven knockouts, five submissions, never been finished in a fight in 22 pro fights. Three and one in the UFC, including three straight. Uh, he lost his debut. He's won all of his UFC fights via finish. He was a KSW champ twice. Was he a KSW champ twice or in two different weight classes? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, two different weight classes. Yeah, I think he was four, 45 and 55, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, but I'll get the intern on it while you keep talking. All right. Per- beautiful. Um, He's been fighting professionally since 2012 as in MMA. He's a wrestling champ. He's a grappling champ. Three inches taller than Sarukian. He's outstruck his opponents by just a little over a strike per minute, 1.1 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor as well, plus 200 on him. Uh, Zarukian, I'll, uh, what's his nickname again? Oh, actually, you're going to tell me about Gamrot first, probably, right? Um, no, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not there yet, but you can go oh ahead and, and continue on. Say Sarukian's nickname for me. Oh, Hulkalakit. Hulkalakit. Oh, yeah, we did this last time. Akala Hulkalakit. A H A L K A L A K E T S is what it is. Uh, we'll just call him Armin Zurkin. 18 and 2, seven knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once. He's gone 5 and 1 in the UFC. Uh, he lost his debut and then won five straight. So, very similar uh, to Gamrot. Won his last two fights via TKO. He has missed weight in the past. He is a regional champion or was a regional champion. He used to fight at featherweight. Got two inches of reach on Gamrot. He's six years younger. Uh, striking stats in his favor. He's outstruck his opponents by 2.39 strikes per minute in the UFC. Minus 250. All right, so, Gamrot. Was he a featherweight? Yeah, he, he went down to featherweight and beat right. uh, Kleber Erbst uh, for their uh, their featherweight belt. So, yes, right. uh, two-divisional champion uh, in addition to... Lots of impressive wins at lightweight. Um, is this I'm one? I'm picking first. You're, me. You're, this one's on you. And I'm doing a Dan in Vreeland, and I'm taking a plus 200 dog here, Dan. Yeah, taking, come I'm along the Ga- ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Gamrot. Um, obviously, a tough one. Uh, looked into it more. I just, like, like uh, it comes down to often with me is his resume. I like his resume more. Um, I think fighting-wise, they're, they're fairly similar, the two of them. Well, Look at the records. Records are almost identical. They both have seven knockouts, both have five submissions. Um, but yeah, I just like his his uh, the competition um, he's gone up against a bit more. Um, and I like his uh, the experience he's had. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, he can strike and grapple. Both men can. But um, I, I think it's uh, I think it's worth a splash at plus 200. So give me Gamrot. I, I agree with you entirely. And like, so for me... He's going to more eloquently uh, tell you why we're picking Gamrot. Yeah, well, I mean, I always do that. But uh, <laughs> uh, part of what I like about Gamrot is that, like, he has fought guys in ways that are not necessarily the easiest way to fight a guy, right? Like, he went in, he fought Diego Fajeda, and he did it, like, he, he went at him on the ground. He attacked him that way. He boxed with Scott Holtzman, which is not what you typically do against Scott Holtzman. And, like, Armand Sarkurian's best win is probably Yoel Alvarez. 
And and it was largely just by being like, okay, Yoel Alvarez lets everybody and their cousin take him down because that's where he wants to be anyway. And then he just like grounded pounded him there and stayed safe. And that's like easier to do than somebody who's going to try to shut down your takedown attempts, which, you know, not that a lot of people have attempted takedowns on Matthews Gamrot, but like Gamrot hasn't allowed a takedown in the UFC yet. Um, you know, and he's fought Diego Fajeda. And, yeah. you know, he fought Holtzman and he fought Guam Kutataladze. Like, he has fought some dudes. Um, and, you know, like, I just think his wins, not necessarily, I wouldn't say they're necessarily better wins. Although I guess Diego Fajeda is a better win than Yoel Alvarez. So they are better wins. But in addition to better wins, I also feel like they've just, like, revealed more about him for me. Um, and, you know, like, the, the losses have both been kind of, you know, w- one of them was a clear loss for Armand Sarukian, but it was to Islam Makashev. And I didn't think Gamrot lost that fight to Kutataladze. It's funny because I, I was just banging on the drum of Kutataladze getting screwed out of a victory last weekend. And I think he got gifted one in his first fight. So there's a there's an example of the MMA gods giveth and taketh away. Um, but yeah, like I, I think, you know, you hit the nail, the nail right on the head there is I, I think. Gamrot's wins just tell us more and show us more about what he is. And at the end of the day, if we're wrong about that, like he is worth every penny of a plus 200 play. Yep. Um, we shall see it. Take a big swing on things. Um, like I said, I have a little bit of a uh, little bit of Dan's rubbing off on me. Apparently I'm, I'm, I'm definitely rubbing off on him. He's definitely uh, not as good of a person as he was, <clears throat> excuse me, as he was before he, <laughs> He uh, hooked up with me on this podcast, but um, yeah, apparently he's making me pick plus 200 dogs too. So there you go. Boom. That's the card, but we are not done. We have our recommended plays. Um, we'll let Daniel go first. Ooh, man, putting me, but this is a surprise. We do this every podcast. No, man. no, I, I knew, I but I, I was, I was, I was sleeping at the wheel. I think, oh, um, gosh. I'm going to start with, uh, I'll start with 30 bucks on mario batista uh i think mario batista's and and what are we getting for that number there minus 160 yeah i i think for for a mario batista win here over brian kelleher what 160 is a good price be 30 on rockmanov minus 375 okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go 30 again here this time on uh I'll take Chris Curtis to beat Rodolfo Vieta. Uh, I, I like right. that that uh, that that number again, chilling right around 160, uh, and I I think he gets the job done. I am going to take. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the same. I was going to take a bit more money on Curtis, but no, 30 is good. 30 on Curtis money line over um, Vieira minus 155. All right, and ooh, I've been alternating back and forth on a couple of these. Do I want to do a whole bunch of slick things, or do I want to do what works? Hmm. Uh, do what works, Dan. Fuck, I hate doing what works. All right, I'll take another thirty. <laughs> he sure does every I'll, week I'll, he proves that. I'll take another thirty on Jinu Fry. I, I think All she's right. gonna mop the floor with Demopolis. What's the number on her again? Thirty on. Fry minus two eighty. Um, all right, give me. I got. I got forty bucks left of my pretend money here. Um, give me twenty on Allberg at minus one twenty. I like that one. 
Uh, I'm going to spend my last 10, uh, put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to take my last 10 on Nate Manis. Okay. Uh, yeah, like mine as well. If, if I believe in him enough uh, to make the pretend play him, uh, plus 550, uh, it would be, it's going to be one of those home run picks. Wow, it sure would be. That would, could, well, not 10 bucks worth, but I was going to say, could turn things <laughs> around for you, Dan, but you're going to need more than that to turn things around. All right, who do I have left? Um, give me 20 on, I like the fry pick too. So 20 on fry minus 280. So, all right, recap. Dan, aka Gumby God, aka Danny, uh, 30 bucks on Bautista, 30 bucks on Curtis, 30 bucks on Fry, 10 on Nate Manis. And that's all money lines. We're, um, we both just did money lines here. I think we've been burned by props too many times recently. I got 30 on Rockmanov, 30 on Curtis, 20 on Allberg, 20 on Fry. Daniel, Gumby, Danny, Danny V, do you have a Superfan Jong, Hungry Man Jong? parlay that's going to get us big money sure do um all right so here's what we're going to do we're going to start with chris curtis uh up against hodolfo vieta but obviously that yep. big fat negative 155 line or whatever not going to get you up to that uh hungry man jong 10 to 1 level so we're going to take chris curtis getting it done in the first round that okay. dude punches that dude punches so hard and yeah yep. brendan allen survived into the second but uh, I mean, like, if you go back and remember his debut, Phil Hawes didn't. So uh, Phil Hawes got put out in the first. So I'll take Chris Curtis in the first round, plus 250. Um, and then I hinted at it before that it was a play that I really liked. Uh, uh, Tiago Moises wins by submission. If he subs Crystal Tiago's, you're getting 250 on that as well. Uh, so if you put those two together, 250 and 250 turns around 1125. Uh, I, I like Chris Curtis in the first and Tiago Moises by submission to get us that uh, 11 and a quarter to one. So 11.25 to one is what we're doing here. That's, that's correct. That's uh, you always make like good, like these, they're always like solid, like reasonable choices too. It, yeah. It doesn't hit sound again. crazy. Ever. No, it's, it's it never coming. does. No, we know it's coming. <laughs> it's going to come just ride it out with this people. He hit a 13 to one earlier. He's going to hit. You only 11. need a couple all year to, to make exactly. it work. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Anything else we need to talk about in this card, Dan, or be good? No, I think you, you got it all. I got it all, and you got it all, Dan. We're family. <laughs> we, both got, we both got it all. All right, we'll be back. When we'll be back. It's so hard to remember now. We have so many episodes every week. I think right now we're, we're sticking to our Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday release uh, release day. So we'll be back on Sunday, that would mean. Um, what are we going to do on Sunday? We're going to recap this event. That's what we're going to do. And um, talk about all the money that we won for you, right? Um until then, make sure you listen to Dan's Top Turtle MMA podcast with Vanessa Demopolopolopoulos. And who else is on it? Uh, I also have Mario Batista on this week. Oh, there you go. Um, he picked one of them, picked against the other one. So that he's got that. Um, all their writing, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Listen to all the other podcasts, even the hockey gambling podcast. It's um, like I call it a truce, <laughs> kind of. Um, listen to that. You can read my MMA stuff, moneymma.substack.com. And you can follow us. Twitter, SGPN MMA is where is our account that Dan runs and puts a lot of fun videos and whatnot on there. Uh, I am Jeff Fox writer. He is Gumby Vreeland on Twitter. And I think that is it. So uh, um, maybe I'll put this one to bed. Uh, me, the old gray bush, Jeff Fox will bid you farewell until Sunday. I, I'm saying farewell on my behalf and on 
Mr. Gumby Vreeland's behalf. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you Sunday. Bye-bye.